What does your tongue do when you're rolling your R's? You just go. Do 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 do. Come and catch chats. Four, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to episode three of Comfy Couch Podcast. Let's get comfy. Let's get on the couch and let's chat. Yeah, so you guys can uh, follow us on social media, I guess. Uh, Instagram at Comfy Couch Chats. Give us a listen on Apple and Spotify. And if you are using Apple, please give us a rating and a review. We appreciate that so much. Yeah. All right, how are you guys? Yeah, what's going on with you guys? Hope you guys are doing good, whichever day of the week it is over where you're listening <laughs> to us. Yeah. Um... We've had kind of a roller coaster day, I would say. Oh yeah. It was kind of it was kind of rough to start. We started at the bottom. It was pretty rough. I had a bit of some anxiety and stress situation in the morning and I kind of threw off our whole day. But then we made a purchase. Yeah. <laughs> and we use it for the purpose which you did not even buy it for. No. Yeah. I I okay, so I have an obsession with miniature things. <laughs> All things. All things. And I saw this little miniature oven on Facebook Marketplace, and I just thought that would be such a cute little thing to display. It was, like, actually used as a model back in, I don't know, whenever they needed... <laughs> yeah, it's back. like a cast iron oven. The one yeah. that they would just, like, throw coal into yeah. back in the day. And, and I guess just, salesmen you know... would, like, use this model to, like, show clients things about it i guess because there are doors that open and close you can remove um the stove top part yeah um there's i don't know yeah it's super cool anyways we bought we bought it today we picked it up and we brought it home and we figured out that you can cook things on it yeah i can fit those little candles like that uh because it's an there. oven it's like one of those old ovens you open the door and then you could slip um you can actually slip four tea candles in it if you really wanted to cram it in there yeah because it has four stove tops and you light the tea candle and it oh my god it is the best <laughs> i was so happy guys i made little miniature um ham and egg sandwiches for my cats we scrambled eggs on that we made little pots and pans out of like that metal part of a tea tea candle, like the yeah, base the and the side. Candle, yeah. And we just poked a hole, stuck a toothpick in, and it was a pan. Honestly, pretty genius. I'm pretty proud of ourselves. Yeah. It was, and it worked too. It was amazing. It guys. took a long and time to heat up. And then my mood just shot up. It shot up through the roof. Oh, cause, yeah, because we love looking at that stuff, like watching those videos of that guy oh, who, yeah. who does that stuff, and he. It's like pretty intricate stuff. Yeah, guys, so, you ha- you should check it out. It's called Tiny Kitchen, and I they have these episodes on Snapchat, Snapchat Stories, I guess. They do episodes on there, but they're also definitely all their videos are on Facebook. But they make they make real food in this entire tiny kitchen. Like it's a it's a kitchen. It's tiny. It's very tiny. And it has little knives and little spatulas and little bowls. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And, and they make whisks and they make spaghetti. Yeah. They make they make cake. They make anything. It's so crazy. Yeah, like he actually has an oven part where he puts like like batter in, and he can make like yes. a little cake. That's wild. Oh my we gosh, can't do that, it's crazy. Anyways, we got this oven, and I made sandwiches, and we're happy now. Yeah, cats so. hated it though. <laughs> She's okay. It's 
right. But yeah, maybe we could post a picture of it later. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. I think it's from the 60s, but I don't think the ovens were like that in the 60s. Maybe maybe you could still get cast iron. I'm not even going to say anything because I know that I don't know when, where that came from. Like what period of time yeah, no. that was from. Yeah, so if you ever get to know Emily, you'll realize that she... <laughs> it doesn't even matter what it could be. It could be anything. Like I could take her up to my old workup when I worked up north in the oil sands and it would just be like, like they used to have... Uh, big those big loaders that you load the sand in for the oil sand. Okay. And they're like is huge. Like the tires are like twelve feet high. Okay. And then they used to have little miniature versions of it and like a whole layout of our whole site. Shut. And up. you could go in there and like see and Shut they had like little up. people standing around that were like oh, tiny comparison. Oh my god. Yeah. See, like that is oh, the most. Oh <laughs> my god. That's like the most like uninteresting thing. Oh my god. But Gu- you're still guys, into it because. Guys. There was a, like, any type of miniature world where they built, oh, it is, I could spend all day staring at that. It's just so intricate. Like, what do you mean it doesn't interest you? It, no, it, I just mean, like, I just mean what the miniature is up. Oh, Like, it doesn't okay. matter what it is. If it's miniature sized, you're about it. Yeah, but, like, I don't understand how you find it. Oh, you're just saying, like, even if it was an uninteresting idea. I yeah. Thought you, like, I thought you meant that you didn't understand the appeal no like it's it's not there to like be like ooh, that's cute it's like to show what yeah, the site looks okay. like so like but like most people that walk by it are kind of like oh that's kind of cool oh my gosh obsessed like eh, you'd be like in there like oh what's that like it's... oh look at that little guy there and you'd be all yeah. up in it well yeah. there was this really big miniature world um in shanghai when i went oh. and y- you would just walk it was a ho- rooms roomfuls of this and you just walk through the room and just along you, it would be cities. Like, you could just walk yeah, through, and it yeah. would have buildings, and they would have... You could look through the windows, and it would be a complete room. Like, do you don't understand, guys. Like, it would be buildings, like apartment buildings, and every single window you look through, it was a 3D miniature room with decor, with furniture, with people. How many rooms did they have? I don't know, but it was like that. And then you, and then it was a building, and then you would have the street, and the street would have cars and lights and people on the streets. Really? Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's so crazy to me because they don't, they don't skimp out on details. Like they could very easily just make the building and have yeah. nothing inside. But yeah. every single room had something in it, and that's what. Okay. Anyways, I could talk <laughs> about this forever. Yeah, so we we gotta stop. Okay. All right. Check us out. Apple, yeah. Spotify, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see a little oven on there maybe later. All, All right. right. So today we're going to talk about fear. Ooh. Yeah. So fears, and, fears and phobias. Fears and phobias, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess a little bit of difference between them. So I guess we'll start off with the question of what is fear? Okay. Okay. So I mean, I guess most people know what fear is. Like you know when you shit your pants and been yeah. terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I have been. So, but... The actual definition of fear is that fear is an emotion that we feel when we feel like we're in danger or our lives are threatened. Right. Um, it's super necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, people hate being scared, but if you didn't have fear, you wouldn't run away from a bear when it came at you. So right. you need that. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. But that it's not like something you live with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, right. Fear is not like something you're just freaking out with, unless you have like a mental disorder, like PTSD, right? Um, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. panic disorders. Mm. People who are schizophrenic. They live with fear every day. <coughs> um, <laughs> you didn't mute it. What? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's 
through all nice and clear though. Okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, so that's pretty much fear. Uh, when you experience fear, there's two different reactions that you have. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a biochemical reaction. So like within our body, we get sweaty. You get you know increased heart yeah, rate. Yeah, you're, you're talking like, about you're talking about fight or flight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody reacts essentially in two forms. Everybody knows this: uh, the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Right, so uh, that's pretty much the biochemical reaction. The there's an emotional response as well, but that's really different between each person. Okay. So that's everybody when they get scared, they jump, whatever, uh, the fight or flight. But then everybody has a different reaction afterwards to fear. So like whether you cry. Yeah. So like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean you? Yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah. So there's that, uh, and people like. A lot of people hate fear, right? So, like, you're not going to go watch a horror movie. You're not going to go jump out of a plane because, mm -hmm. like, it's too scary. Like, that's real. Like, <laughs> okay. you're going to die and you're, like, going to okay. avoid that uh, It's at too all costs. scary, guys. It's too scary. All right. Yeah. But then there's others, those weirdos, like, uh, oh you know, gosh. I don't mean to offend you if it's one of you. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, those people are, like, adrenaline junkies that yeah. all they do is jump out of a plane because they get, like, a high. It's yeah. adrenaline, right? right? So you, you get a high off of fear. And some people like that feeling. Mm -hmm. So they will do whatever they can to uh, get that feeling. Right. You know right. what I mean? And it's almost like, I don't want to talk about it. I know you were affected by it. But uh, that weird uh, Black Mirror episode where the guy's talking about, like, it's pain. Oh, my god. Kind gosh. of the same type oh of gosh. thing, right? Oh, my gosh. Guys. Oh, my gosh. I don't want guys, to spoil it. Uh, no, we I don't think have it's to, been we out don't for a long time. Okay. If you watch Black Mirror and you watch it religiously spoilers like we alert. did. Spoiler alert. And if you didn't, sorry, spoilers alert. But but you know what? Just watch it anyways because it... it anyways. <laughs> it's this doctor who d developed this like head thing that he would put on, on top. And it had, you know, like electrodes and stuff like yeah. going into his head. And I think the point that he made it for was that he wanted to understand what the patient was feeling so that he could better diagnose it so it came mm -hmm. from a good a good place i suppose but then he he used it so much that he started to feel pleasure from the pain that the patients would feel and then he started to like it and then and then he used it essentially to get off like he got yeah. off on the pain and oh it was it so was disturbing freaky. yeah like there's a part where he has a cap on and he's murdering someone actively and he's like getting off on it and you can see it and then he gets caught but when he gets caught he like finishes like he you know like that with like a whole it's oh my god it's just so PG, PG. do you i'm sorry no it's all right works but do you know what i mean that is like and yeah i guess that's what you're talking about yeah because i mean it's kind of like i mean it triggers it, it's kind of confusing in your brain because everybody's brain is pretty fluid like a lot of things intertwine feelings and, yeah. and, and thoughts and stuff like that. So the chemical reaction that happens in your brain when you get scared is really close and it almost uses the, some of the same uh, chemical reactions as like okay. happiness or pleasure. Right. So uh, that's where you kind of get it, right? People get off on it or, or they can't yeah. live without fear, right? Okay. It's not like jump. It's not the fact that they're jumping out of a plane. It's the fear that they feel and the adrenaline yeah. that they get, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah, everybody's different. Uh, it can be in between that, I guess. Like, that's why, you know, me and you go out and go, uh, 
to the haunted corn maze. Oh my god! And you yeah. hate it, but like I it is kind of fun after. You kind of laugh about it, right? Like I've gone three years in a row now, and the only reason I wouldn't be going this year is that we moved away from BC, so I physically can't. I mean, I guess I could fly, but <laughs> anyways, it's not feasible to do that. Yeah. And I, I'm terrified of getting scared, and I'm terrified of horror movies and things and and things that fly out at you. Yeah. Which is everything that happens in a corn maze, a haunted corn maze. Yet I do it every year. Yeah. Yeah, like you and so really it, I, hate I guess it. I do kind of enjoy the adrenaline. And it's funny to laugh about the stories after because it's always funny. Yeah. I always fly into someone or do something or fall. Or, yeah, body check me into yeah. the corn. Yeah, people have to help me out. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, and like, so I, I guess there's adrenaline. Yeah. And I mean, I enjoy roller coasters and all that. Which, you know what? I do want to say that... I was a lot more fearless before, but I feel like now with certain roller coasters, I almost, I, I feel anxiety around them now because they go too high and like, what, what if it's just not secure? Like there's this one ride that I rode so many times when it first came out. It's called The Beast. Um, it's, it's, it's a ride right now. It was a newer ride um, at Playland in Vancouver, BC, and it. Like, it was circular, and everyone was sitting on the outside, and it would swing, right? Like a pendulum. Oh, yeah. But unlike the other too. versions of that, there were other versions of that in the park, less extreme. But this one, obviously, being called The Beast, was going to be, like, something crazy. Hmm. And you would swing so far that you would be, like, facing the ground. Like, you could see the entire park below you. And then you would just spin around and go the other way and then look at the part. It was terrifying. Yeah, like, like you're, you're, you're sometimes on the oh, outside, right? You took me on it. Gosh, and like, yeah, and like, that's the thing. When it first came out, I rode that ride so many times and it was just exhilarating. But then something happened the next year. I don't know. I became, more, I don't know what happened. But I got on <laughs> and all I kept thinking about is like, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, it's something's gonna happen yeah. and i'm gonna actually come crashing down into the park and now i cannot ride it thinking about that ride right now butt cheeks clenched already <laughs> yeah i mean emily took me to playland the first time i ever been there mm-hmm. uh and i'm not good with rides y'all i get sick it's not that i'm really scared i like them but i just get motion sickness like, i thought you only got sick on the spinning one yeah i okay. mean a lot most of them spin though no like, the roller coasters though like, yeah just, they're not bad yeah. but i mean this thing spins yeah. throws you down does everything so we get there it's like the ride i guess other than the wooden roller coaster mm-hmm. but i was straight up against it the whole time you're like oh, yeah you'd be fine i know yeah, yeah. and then uh yeah, I was messed up. I took that thing. It is terrifying. It's so scary. Like, you're on the outside. You're on the outside, and then it, like, moves. And like, Road, yeah. And okay. <laughs> it's the sound it makes, okay. right? Terrifying. You okay. know. Yeah. And it swings, and you're like, yeah, you, like, are scraping along the ground, and you're, like, horizontal oh to the ground, oh and then it, like, drops oh you. And you're, like, held on, but, like, it doesn't feel like you're really held on, and it goes on for so long. Oh, my God. It just... Anyways, I was messed up the whole time oh after God. that. I was, like, on the bench, like, hunched over, going to puke <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, you felt bad and after now, that. But. but, like, now we're never going to ride that ride again. Nope. Because I'm terrified. I but you, it. Well, but there's no reason. Think, but you weren't scared, right? You were just sick. Well, I... Oh, okay. I, <laughs> 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 it's, yeah, it's pretty scary. I okay, mean. okay. I thought... <laughs> 
Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Your voice, it's just, a different voice. Yeah, I'm just, you know, thinking okay, about I it. Okay, I thought it was just because it was spinning. No, like well, that were... didn't help. Okay, yeah. But well, I was yeah. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. But I would go to the corn maze because that is hilarious. Yeah. But terrifying as Good well. Good times. So, okay. <laughs> so that's fears. Um... Next, we have phobias. So phobias are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, phobias are just essentially a fear of a fear where they kind of, uh, if you're wondering, that sounds strange. It is. But it's essentially uh, your mind twisting uh, the emotion of fear and just putting it on a particular object or a situation. So, oh. yeah. For instance, when you have fear of flying. When you're in an airplane, you're flying, yeah. you know, all the time, pretty much, you're fine. Like, there's no, there's no fear there. Right. Okay. You're just flying. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. But for people who have a phobia, that's, like, the worst thing because they're scared that something might happen, right? They're scared that if the plane were to go, to go down, they're going to be terrified, right? Like, that's the oh, scariest thing that okay. could happen to you. So, so they are, their phobia is they're scared that that will happen. So they will avoid airplanes at all costs. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay, pretty so much a phobia. It's like, it's like, it's like arachnophobia. Like it's, it's, it's like, okay. So you're comparing fear and phobia. Like if someone who didn't have that phobia and there was a spider in front of them and the spider jumped at them and attacked them, then there would be fear because it's an actual dangerous situation. Yeah, exactly. But with a phobia, a spider could just be sitting there it wouldn't be doing anything dangerous to you but because you're scared of what might happen you're that that's yeah yeah okay the phobia like you feel the same thing it's a fear like you're feeling fear but it's it's irrational because i mean where most of us live especially in canada there's almost no poisonous spiders so i mean that little tiny little daddy long legs that be crawling up in the grass like he's not gonna rip your hand off or send it to the er yeah so i mean there's no reason to be scared but i mean it doesn't matter what it is it's just the spider the thought of the spider uh poisonous spider i guess is what you'd be scared of but you associate that uh little daddy long legs with the poisonous spider and you're terrified yeah okay that makes sense yeah so i mean and even just like the thoughts so i mean sometimes it's just like people can't even think or talk about that thing like it's sometimes Mm -hmm. it's really bad Mm -hmm. and you know what it's not good because you know you have uh you have like real responses your body has real responses to that type of fear right like i mean people can get sick people can you know yeah get so there's a range of effects like Oh, for sure. For some people, it could be really, really debilitating for them. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's not the same as fear because, like, like we said with fear, there's that weird reaction where you get that adrenaline. Okay. It's not really the same because you're kind of, uh, you're not getting a jolt of adrenaline when that happens. It's almost like you're just living in anxiety. Oh of it happening yeah oh i never really thought about it that way yeah so people don't go out and seek phobia because it's not really a phobia it's just (laughs) like get off like you know eight spiders but they go yeah Yeah. so uh yeah that's the difference between the phobia and the fear i guess Mm -hmm. is that it's it's irrational a lot of times uh most of the time right because even if you think about it the People aren't scared to drive. Most people aren't scared to drive, right? Mm -hmm. But the amount of people that are scared to fly is out of control. So what is it? A little over a million people die a year in like driving accidents. I think, I don't even know if that's right. 
maybe maybe 100 150 200 people die every year in plane crashes but like people cannot get on planes like think about how dangerous it is on the road how many times you drive and you something scary happens right because it's just irrational right like there it's yeah well see i'm not i'm not scared of flying yeah but but again like i feel like as i gotten older i get more anxious about certain parts of the flight like taking off is a really stressful time for me because isn't that isn't that usually when an accident happens? Yeah, usually happens within the, the first, first or couple... last ten minutes. Yeah, like, so those are or... stressful times. Yeah, I mean statistically, there are facts there. Like it is more likely for something to happen within that time range. So I'm a little stressed. But once you're in the air, I mean, I can forget about it. So I can't really say I'm scared of flying. Yeah. But I can see why people would be more scared of flying than driving because driving like you're in control i mean if someone hits you yes you're not in control but for the most part you have your hands on the steering wheel you have two pedals like you can look around at your surroundings and it's just a smaller scale like you're just you're on the ground still it's a land thing maybe yeah and when you're flying if you just think about flying you're in a metal cylinder (laughs) with with wings that stretch out and you're in the air you're fighting against gravity you're not on the ground yeah and you're and i mean i, mean, if... <laughs> I thought about the wings coming off yeah. like what if you what if it's really yeah. windy and those wings sometimes guys okay now what if i'm scared to fly yeah, do you guys look outside the window and when it's windy you can see the wings they're moving yeah, like you're, they're yeah, moving Okay, that's terrifying. Like, you, what if it moves too far? Yeah, but Off it you, goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, okay, first of all, you're just backing up people who have this phobia. No, but now. that's what I mean. Like, yeah, when but, you, were, you were saying, like, not that many people die from playing acid. Yeah. So you don't understand why there would be more people being afraid. But, but this is why, maybe. Yeah. Like, this is what I think. Listen. Like, it's terrifying. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. Okay. And everybody better listen. I for sure, 100%, I know nobody, everybody likes to feel like they're in control. That's just a human nature thing. Yeah. But I would rather trust that pilot who's taken years of, you know, schooling to get his pilot license to know what to do than your mom driving her minivan down the highway oh like God. a bat out of hell. <laughs> oh and I'm not God. even kidding. Like you think okay. you're you think you're in control, you're not in control. Okay, fair you know enough. I mean? I'm plus just plus saying... a lot of us feel like, you know, we we're mm. from Vancouver. It rains a lot. So the amount of people that just be crashing thinking they can hum on the highway that's a bit wild but i think with planes another thing i find with the phobias um is a lack of knowing i suppose uh like i think just with planes people don't really know the facts or or like have you ever seen a plane uh when they test it out and the wings and stuff like that those things bend like a C. Yeah, but see, like those things are crazy, know, man. And you're like, you're like, it's scary. like, do, 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 do. I know, but it just that's so a little scary bit. still. The fact that it's moving because in your heart you just want things to be secure, right? Yeah. And when you see something moving, you think it's wavering, and that's what like sets it off. Like, yes, yeah. obviously they've tested these planes. It's like shocks on the car. Last yeah. winds that are going to be higher than like a normal type the of wind. They've wind, obviously yeah. tested it further to make sure if you come across mm-hmm. heavy gusts of wind, it's not going to do something crazy to the plane. But anyways, I get it, guys. If you're scared of flying, <laughs> I get it. And maybe I'll be more terrified now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you defended it, but I mean, yeah. I was just trying to tell you that it's irrational. Okay. You anyways, know, okay. it is irrational. We can continue. You what about, I mean? okay, what about things that, what about things that people can do if their phobia is 
like debilitating. You're screwed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. No, there's some treatment that you guys can do. Uh, there's, I mean, people take medication, stuff like that. I mean, uh, but if you want to try to like beat it uh, without medication, there's always therapy. So we've kind of, I've kind of, sorry, not we, but I have kind of uh, done some research on just two different kinds, two main kinds. He really wanted that credit. He was like, I did. Yeah. We didn't. <laughs> you and I did not do that together, hey, but I did. You know, you did do some research, yeah. but I you're going to get your moment yeah. to shine later. So I did this different is, research. Yeah, yeah, but this is my time to shine. Okay. So, and you know, I put the work in, you did. which I never usually do. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the chance. Uh, okay. So first we have exposure therapy. Okay. Do you know what exposure therapy is? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you anyways. Uh, it's essentially, <laughs> they, yes. they take uh, your fear or the situation you're afraid of, sorry, the phobia, um, and they just expose you to it yeah. in, in small doses, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're scared of elevators, they're going to show you a picture in a, of an elevator, and it has to be, like, persistent. You can't just, like, do it and then, you know, wait a bit. Like, you have to do it, like, every day. Yeah. Essentially. Right. And then just gradually they work it up until uh, that phobia is gone. You kind of uh, train your body. It's like microdosing for people who have allergies, even yeah. though sometimes it doesn't right. work. Same yeah. type of thing, right? Okay. okay. Uh, and then your body, your mind's kind of like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. Maybe if you start with like seeing the picture and you're in a safe place, like you have people telling yeah. you it's okay. It's not so, just you by yourself doing it. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, I think. Uh, I'm just going to go a little bit off topic here, but I think with uh, phobias, they usually develop from like uh, something traumatic that happens mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times or just like, you know, something from your childhood, you know, a dog bites you, you're scared of dogs, yeah. that type of thing. Um, so exposure therapy kind of just like does little doses so you can kind of uh, realize like, oh, okay, that was kind of a one-off situation. Oh, it's not okay. necessary okay. to be be yeah. scared of it. Uh, it's not going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. uh, the cable's not going to snap in the elevator. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Take a little turns. Go one, one floor at a time. But anyways. So that's exposure therapy, essentially. They don't really work on anything uh, within your actual brain to try okay. to help, uh, you know, just change your way of thinking. Kind of just numbs you to that uh, that phobia, I suppose. Okay. But uh, the next one that we have is CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which actually, uh, it does use a, some of the same methods as exposure therapy, but it combines it with other techniques to kind of focus more on uh, retraining your brain to think about uh, different uh, situations differently, sorry, uh, and to learn coping mechanisms. So uh, if you're scared of, say, like me, I, I have two kind of phobias. I will talk about them later, but let's just say for the time being, it being uh, airplanes and elevators. So if I go uh, exposure therapy, I'm going to go say, hey, I'm scared of elevators. So he's going to show you pictures of elevators, all that type of stuff until you're not scared of elevators. But okay. you're still going to be scared of airplanes because, right. you know, yeah. uh, they haven't done it yet, the exposure therapy. But with CBT, they're going to do exposure therapy for some of your, um, some of your phobias or aphobia. And then on top of that, they're going to teach you new ways to kind of redirect your emotions. So if, when that comes up, you, some people get chills down their spine or something if they see something they're scared of. Right. Uh, or they start to get, you know, have a panic attack, yeah. something like that. They're going to try to stop that and revert it to something else. 
So, you know, maybe trigger happiness or something like that. You know what I mean? Think of something happy when you see your phobia, right? I don't really know what they're going to actually do, but that's just kind of what they're going to do. So when you come across something that uh, makes you anxious, like a phobia, it makes you fearful, uh, it's going to help you in the long run uh, be able to handle a situation like that. Okay. Right? So they focus more on just building your confidence uh, and your just emotional side to deal with situations better. Would you say that it was more like if you if you feel like your phobias come from a place of anxiety, then would they then they're focusing more than on your anxiety in general than the actual fear that you have? Yeah, because I mean a lot of most of the time people that develop phobias later, they have some sort of anxiety or anxiety disorder, right? Because that's kind of where um, the irrational phobia comes from. I mean, people who are rational don't necessarily have a fear of like a dog because they're like, you know, dogs are usually leashed or whatever. Uh, they're usually kind or else, you know, they don't function in society or that people don't take them out. But then it's just somebody who has anxiety on a day-to-day basis is more susceptible to a phobia because you can link a bad situation or something bad that happens with that anxiety and you suffer with it more day-to-day, right? Right. So you can kind of, uh, instead of just having anxiety, you can link that anxiety to an object or a situation, which is usually what happens with people with severe anxiety. They, they don't, it doesn't make sense to them to uh, like your brain tries to rationalize the anxiety okay so it's like you know you feel anxiety like oh you could be scared of like the water but it's not really like the water that's scary it's just your anxiety right yeah so yeah they try to use uh the cbt to try to just change the way your brain thinks and uh get rid of that anxiety on top of uh you know what it's caused the phobia and all that right yeah i don't i haven't dove deep enough to realize like the success rate of either but uh i mean these are you know the most effective uh, treatments that I've seen yeah. when studying it. Well, that makes sense, though. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, though I think that exposure therapy would be terrifying. Yeah. Because, I mean, I have a phobia and you have a phobia. And, like, just thinking about being exposed to it is, like, making me really uncomfortable. Right, because that's, that, but that's the thing, though, because it's, it's sort of half-assing it because you're, you have that anxiety. Like, you have, like, pretty mad anxiety so uh <laughs> if they have if, mad anxiety yeah like if, if exposure therapy if it's not like if it's not going to the root of the problem yeah. i mean you're it's going to be take way longer to to get rid of that phobia if you can even at all That's or true. or it could just get redirected to something else yeah you know uh because you just have that anxiety yeah. you know so it's it's i feel like cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy uh, is going to do better for most people but in the I, long I, run yeah but yeah. i think for sure it's going to be harder just oh because God, yeah. because you have probably have to do exercises i mean i've i've been in therapy before mm-hmm. uh for other things but uh you know they do give you little exercises to do um you know whether it be meditation or whatever yeah but it takes time to kind of like sell yourself on it you know and, and to actually like mm-hmm. and it's hard too because that's just the way we are right Nobody ever thinks, I think that's the problem with mental health is, is, uh, it takes a lot for somebody to realize that, you know, 
yourself like you wake up yourself every day and you walk around and like you know the world's always telling you like you're not enough or or you know there's the other side where people are like you're perfect being you but like you know sometimes we're not okay and you know it's hard to like wake up and be like you know what i'm not i'm not okay like there's a deep issue here and i can't solve it myself Mm -hmm. so it's definitely takes a lot of work to kind of realize that and then be motivated enough to put the work in to change, mm-hmm. right? And realize that this is going to change. But yeah. yeah. But I think that would definitely be more worth it, uh, the cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. But yeah. So that's a little lesson for you. <laughs> I got a little deep there, but... Uh... Oh, that was good. Yeah. Well, now, now, that we, now that we've kind of discussed the differences between the two of them, um, last week for our Food for Thought, we asked you guys to send us some of your fears and phobias. So we're going to just have a chat about those and have a chat about the ones that we have and whether or not we've made any, I don't know, progress Improvement. in, in yeah. dealing with them. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So we're going to go through, I think you want to uh, read out yeah. everyone and kind of just explain what they are. Mm-hmm. And maybe uh, we kind of reached out to some of the people to get maybe a backstory and maybe when they, yeah. when it started mm-hmm. or if they've overcome it. Or that if they've tried. They've tried, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've got, got a couple couple of friends um, reach out to me and tell me about their phobias. And thank you guys so much for reaching out. Um, we really, really appreciate it. All right, let's get started. Who do we let's, got? Yeah, let's look at our first one here. All right, so this is for my friend Kaylee. Cal. <laughs> Love her. Cal, Miss her Cal. so much. Yep. Um, so, hers, she's actually overcome. Wow. She's overcome this. So nice. I'm super proud of her. But completely her, like like she's she's no longer scared of this thing I at all? I don't think so. I think okay. I mean maybe if it if it did something to her, yeah. then it would be fear. <laughs> be then back. it would be fear. Revert back. Her, yeah, yeah, revert back. Yeah. Um so her phobia was cetophobia. What's that? So it's um the medically recognized phobia of a large fish. Oh but okay. S- more specifically, it's whales. I think that's in general. Like the really big ones. Yeah, yeah so okay. Whales. And I think in Kaylee's case, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's all whales for her that would freak her out, but I know hundred percent that killer whales she oh. was afraid of. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Those for you t- too? You know what? I used to watch Free Willy, so it was uh I kinda liked it. Yeah. But as I got older, weirdly enough, they got scarier because I realized how actually like deadly those things are (laughs) and like they're mean like you know they're not as friendly like dolphins so yeah but you know i'm not terrified i'm also go see him and stuff yeah so when i was talking to her about her phobia she can't really recall a specific incident that caused her fear Mm -hmm. so maybe she just was always a little scared of them because they looked scary and maybe you know, growing up, once you, again, like, find out about them and facts about them, it kind of reinforces that fear. But she thought it was a super rash, irrational fear because, I mean, they weren't going to do anything to her unless yeah. she was in the ocean being chased <laughs> by one. Deep, yeah. So she actually, I guess it would be exposure therapy. She did exposure therapy on herself. Oh, okay. She sat down and watched the documentary Blackfish. I've never watched it. I don't know what that is. I kind of Googled it very briefly. So the synopsis is going to be not great, but (laughs) it was made in 2013 and it uh, told the story of a captive killer whale that was in SeaWorld. 
So, like, you know, there's been a lot of controversy about SeaWorld yeah. and, and zoos and all that stuff. Yeah, like, no keeping shit. animals in captive, captivity. But also, whales just being so large and just thinking and about... Too. Just thinking about the amount of space that they would be allocated at a park yeah. versus the ocean in yeah, which they're right. naturally supposed to live in. It's yeah. just not possible for us to man-make something as big. It's like a jail cell for yeah, a human, like tiny, right? I mean, it obviously looks massive to us, but we're tiny. Yeah. So to a whale, like, uh, anyways, yeah, I don't agree with the SeaWorld and zoos. But <laughs> anyways, um, this Caleb Will, I guess, was um, kind of controversial because he he had taken the lives of a couple people and I don't, and I'm assuming that would be empo- employees of SeaWorld. Hopefully but again, not I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I can't really say, but he did okay. take some lives. So I think that, you know, kind of comes into like, Oh, killer whales are so scary. Like they're murderers, blah, blah, blah. But it kind of exposes the sea park industry and how the whales are treated. Yeah. So it gives you just more of an insight to, you know, the kind of abuse and neglect and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I would have to because, I mean, I don't think it would just kill humans just because, no. especially yeah. if they showed it uh, love and stuff yeah. like that. But okay. So her way of thinking it was that she was going to lose the fear through learning how to appreciate them and learn about, I guess, their good qualities and all that stuff. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, so. so that kind of, like, leads into what I was saying before, how, like, people just maybe don't know enough about what yeah. it is. So yeah. she kind of, okay, I see, nice. Um. Anyways, that's really brave to sit down and just force yourself to watch an entire documentary about the thing that terrifies you the most. Yeah, your skin must be crawling the whole... Like, Ugh. her skin must have been like, huh, the Anyways, whole time. Anyways, that's I so been, brave. Yeah. Good work. I'm so happy that you overcame that. All right. Let's go to our second one. So this is from Sandra. Okay, Good old Sandy. Sandra. <laughs> um, I actually... Um, I talked on the phone to her for quite a bit about this phobia. Um, she still has this phobia, so she did not overcome it, but there's no judgment here because I didn't overcome mine. <laughs> Logan didn't. Lots of phobias yeah. do not overcome that easily. Yeah. No. But hers is molluscophobia. So the fear, Molusks. the intense fear of slugs and snails. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I did, I, I tried to do more research on this one because I, it, I didn't know about this before she talked to me about this phobia. And so I wanted to know if there were, if there was a lot of research on this particular one, if a lot of people suffered through it, why they feel that way. Um, Is it like a recognized phobia? Like a pretty common? Okay. I don't know if it's really common. Okay. Because I feel like when I Googled cetophobia, there were more like articles that looked like like official articles about okay. it we'll see and molluscophobia like there were a few but there were also a lot of blog posts and just personal like you know posts about yeah people yeah them. just but more I'm selective sure yeah. i'm sure it's recognized okay just might not be as common yeah okay um so i read that in some cases it may not be both slugs and snails it might just be snails select one yeah or vice versa and it just depends on maybe the type of exposure they had or whatever incident they came yeah right yeah Yeah. okay so um when i talked to sandra she gave me mm, like two stories that she thinks may have triggered it or may have helped along the way like maybe she was already kind of scared of them yeah i mean they're gross in general so like yeah but she finds them she finds them revolting what is it okay what what a story okay so her story was just that when she was 
when she was younger she was going to her best friend's house and the best friend lived on the third floor and they were hanging their bed sheets outside and it had fell onto the ground and so when sandra was walking by the friend was like you know could you pick up my bed sheet on the way up so obviously she did but i guess from being on the ground there was a snail on the bed sheet and it touched sandra i'm not 100 (laughs) percent sure if it latched onto her but i know she felt it and it was cold okay and she was like oh my god like what is that and then it was a snail yeah and so she was just like oh my god like that's so gross like blah 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 Ugh. and another incident it what well, didn't happen to her but she heard this story and it grossed her out but her auntie when her auntie was one or two years old she ate a whole maybe not a whole slug but a slug she ate a slug and that's yeah so when the aunt's mom found out like she found out because her daughter was like sticky you know like are you fucking serious it kind of makes me want to get picks up a slug and just is like that looks delicious i'm not like scared of slugs but just the idea of oh my god like slurp back a slug like i'm not kidding like i've seen people (laughs) eat worms like I mean, you know, we watch, deal, but it's not though, because yeah, worms aren't slimy. Are made, but and also slugs are just much bigger and, and they're big. juicy. Like what the? <laughs> anyways, fu- anyways, okay. we don't want to have Sandra okay. stop listening to this episode because we're talking. No, nah, but I mean, she probably feels the same. She's probably like, yes. Oh, one hundred percent. When I say and disgusting, because so, yeah, that's gross. It's it's gross, and it's yeah. gross for me to say too. But I mean, I'm not scared of them. I I think they're kind of cute. But. Okay. Um, and so those are the two stories that she was kind of talking to me about. She did also mention that she was scared of oysters. I'm not really sure. I mean, it maybe falls in because mollusk is just like a general term. It can include oysters. Yeah, maybe just like the slimy kind of looking yeah. animals. She also said caterpillars, bugs, which like, mm, I don't know if it falls under this category, okay. but she said it's like the movement of a caterpillar. Yeah, I mean, I'm it sure may, it's different. It might everyone. remind her of something. Kind of yeah. yeah. She hates the way that snails and slugs move. Obviously, she hates how slimy they are. Yeah. And Same. her whole thing is that she's scared of them and they're always around. Like, she's scared of stepping on them. So when it rains, like, she's worried that the sidewalks are going to be covered in them. She doesn't want to go to a garden and see one by accident. Yeah, good thing she lives something. in Vancouver, where, you know, it never rains. And uh, it's always sunny. That's <laughs> sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, it rains it like rains two-thirds time. of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's I, terrifying. I know that she really wants to, she would really like to get over it. Yeah, yeah. Because they're but, everywhere. I think that's yeah, what happens, that would too. Suck. But um, I don't think she's done exposure therapy she told me that her friends they wouldn't expose her to it but they would just if they were walking on a sidewalk and they saw a slug or snail they would just tell her like oh there's a snail here just so you know so they just kind of like helped her live with it yeah yeah so i mean i don't know what she can do about it she could expose herself to it i guess i yeah i mean i was kind of there when you were talking to her it doesn't sound like she really wants to get over it i mean (laughs) i don't (laughs) I mean, I like Sandra, you know, but it sounds like she's too busy trying to justify. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my gosh. I'll get into that a little bit Yeah, okay. Sorry. But anyways, I wanted to share this because I just, (laughs) again, I was reading some blog posts about this phobia and I came across one and I need to tell you. I need to tell you about it. This is going to trigger other people. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Creating phobias. (laughs) But 
Okay, so, but you see, it was on Reddit, and I am not on Reddit, but I think I've heard that maybe things are not always true on Reddit, so I don't know. This yeah, maybe, maybe isn't true, but story, maybe yeah. is, but it was wild, and I, I have never experienced this before, so, I mean, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, let's pretend but it's real. This blogger was just, I guess, talking about an incident that happened when um, they were a kid. I don't know if this this blogger is a boy or girl, but okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to say they. They. So... They, as a kid, had to feed their dog outside. And so the bowl in the morning would just be covered in snails from the night because they had a garden. Yeah, extra moist. And so the kid would have to pluck off the snails before feeding the dog. And I'm sure they were like, ew, this is like really gross. So the mom told the kid that salt dissolved the snails, which they did do, but it it didn't like solve the fear it was just horrifying for the kid to be like oh my god the snails oh, so he was actually it. scared of the snails yeah okay and but dissolving it and knowing that they can kill it didn't help yeah okay it, yeah yeah okay but what they did do is they thought that if they made a ring of salt around the dog bowl that maybe the snails would just be deterred from it like maybe <laughs> they would get close and realize it's salt and be like back away yeah like salt. like spirits that can't get yeah. in through the salt but what happened is that they would just wake up the next morning, go to the bowl, and there would just be a, a circle of empty <laughs> shells from the fallen. <laughs> so it really, like, so it, I mean, still horrifying as a kid because yeah. you didn't like killing them in general, but now you just have the you have a shells graveyard. And, yeah around the bowl so they stopped doing the ring of salt and so the kid went out the next morning and they were again you know now new slugs on the bowl but this is this is the part they kept going they eh? said that they picked up the bowl and that the snail started to violently shake and vibrate and it created this shrieking sound that sounded like the snails were screaming at this kid and they're yeah like from and the like, vibration of the shells between themselves, like know. hitting shell on shell. I don't know. That is fucking is it, That's that's what I mean. Like because I've never even heard of that happening. Okay. I don't. I don't even know. First of Can all, snails vibrate. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like snails do move have, slow as fuck. Do they like, have like the nerve ability to do that? Like quiver. I yeah. don't even know. And if that's a hundred percent true. Snails are smart as fuck. Yeah. Like if, they can keep. If the story they keep is a grudge, true, man. then like yeah, if that happened to me, I would hundred percent have this phobia. That is. Oh yeah. But if that it's false, then like, okay, then it's false. First of but, all, but kind of funny. Like when I read yeah. it, I was like, holy. <laughs> no, so hey, I gotta say this though. When you like talk about phobias, I can't help but laugh because like, you know, I mean, I don't. I know people are actually terrified, and I'm not laughing at mm-hmm. them. But like, just some of the phobias are hilarious. But I mean, but that's what I, I got, mean. But like, yeah. you have a funny phobia in my opinion. Yeah, mine mine's pretty messed up. So I well, feel like it, I can kind of laugh at other people's because like mine's just so. Well, weird. it's all relative, right? So. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so let's talk about our justification because when I was talking to her, yeah, this is you know, how we were talking about how <laughs> I don't know, yeah, people will try to justify their their fear, but yeah, usually she that's what told they do. me that. She just straight up said snails can kill you by going into your skin. And I was like, what? (laughs) But anyways, it's not the actual snail. She knows that. She just said that to like, you know, because she's terrified of snails. Mm -hmm. Make it sound worse. um, It's um, a disease caused by a parasite and they live inside the snail. 
So that's the snail is involved in that sense. Okay. But like, I just kind of want to tell you about the parasite because just I love parasites. Not not like love as in I would love to have one, but I really enjoyed parasitology when I took it. Yeah, and you're Emily's biology chick. Yeah, and so. so. I love the parasitology. Okay, so I just want to tell you about this parasite and the cycle that it goes through and okay. how you would get infected. So okay. it's called, the disease is called schistosomiasis. Um, in general terms, it's snail fever. And um, it's a little parasite, kind of looks like a worm. It's flat and okay. stuff. There are different versions of this worm, like over China, over parts of Africa. And so it infects freshwater and so the snails have to obviously be freshwater snails but it happens in regions where you know their hygiene is not the greatest unfortunately and yeah. they use the water like for multiple reasons yeah. yeah like drinking water but also to clean mm-hmm. and, you know defecation yeah, urination yeah. and so it's a defecation and urination that's pee. the problem and okay. so an infected person they will pee and poop in the water and that's where the eggs enter the water through the urine and the feces of an infected person okay and so once they're in the water um, these eggs will just be floating, and if there's a snail, then they'll get into the snail, and the, inside the snail is when they grow and they multiply. They don't mate okay. within the snail. They just use a snail to grow and multiply into larger numbers, and then they exit the snail probably through defecation, I'm thinking. Like, they probably don't penetrate the snail because they're not trying to kill the snail. I feel like penetration or maybe would hurt them. Potentially through so, like their, maybe they're like the yeah, maybe liquid they, that yeah. they have. Yeah, so okay. anyways, they kind of mature-ish inside the snail into larva. So then the, when they exit their larva now, they're in that form. Yeah. And the larva, they only have 48 hours um, to stay alive to find a human host, mm. essentially. So it's not, it's not a huge time frame, but parasites are just so successful because there's just so, so many, many of them. them. Yeah. They just need one to survive, yeah. you know? So they'll swim in the water, and if there's a person standing in the water, they'll penetrate the skin, and you wouldn't feel it. They're so small. I don't know. I haven't really looked at them under a microscope or seen images, so I don't know if they have little teeth like structures that can maybe drill or if they have something else but they get in through the skin and once they're in your body they travel in your bloodstream and their goal is to end up in your bladder or your intestine yeah actually wait let me back that up one second hold on oh i skipped a step hold on they get into your blood vessels and this is where they mate like they mature into adults and they mate and then they shed the eggs. Okay, yes. And then the eggs are traveling through your blood. And then they want to end up in your bladder or in the intestine. Because then it'll end up in your pee and poop, right? Yeah, I mean, blood cells Blood cells go into your uh, colon anyways, right? Yeah. So they can just yeah, go so through Yeah, so they're just way. using the blood vessels to, like, get Travel, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the issue and the disease, it... It's not because you're shedding the eggs. Like, that doesn't really do anything. It doesn't hurt you to yeah, pee out the yeah, eggs no, or no, poop out the yeah. eggs. But it's the eggs that get lodged along the way. Uh-oh. Not every egg will make it into the bladder. It could get maybe stuck, stuck in the bladder, small, yeah. stuck in the intestine wall. But it can also get it lodged in other organs of your body. So, like the liver, the spleen, um, you know, general areas of your digestive system. And I, this is more rare, but... In some cases, they can end up in your brain, 
and cause seizures and paralysis and it might be fatal and that is probably you know yeah. what she means by snails can kill you <laughs> i think that generally if you get this disease and you have the symptoms like like bloody poop or bloody yeah. pee or just uncomfortability like rash or fever like you Flush can take medication for yeah. it and you can survive but i think it's it's the if well, I mean, I think if you're in the underdeveloped country, they probably don't have all the medication yeah. maybe for it. But uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. She I just don't fine. think it's. But I mean, there's lots of parasites out there. A high fatality so situation, but yeah, definitely, it could be fatal. Okay, so, yeah. but that's her way to kind of. So that's why she's scared to of snails. Put, like and, a, and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, but. All right, so we got, we got one next. more here, and this is from Regina. Um, we were okay. old high school friends, and she reached out. So, yeah, thank you so much, girl. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sending me something. Yeah. And hers is actually, it's not, I mean, yeah, it's a phobia. It's, and I feel like a lot of people, I mean, me included, um, can kind of relate with this feeling. But it's the failure, oh, sorry, not the failure, the fear, the fear. of failure. So okay. there's a lot of anxiety that she experiences uh, through talking in front of people, through doing presentations and all that stuff. Hmm. And she just has this general fear of failing or not making it in whatever industry she wants to or whatever she wants to do. Okay. And so I think she's just linking, like doing presentations, like you're, you're talking in front of people. And if you mess up or you stutter, then you fail. You know what I mean? And if you're in a class and you don't do a good presentation, you don't get a good grade. So you literally fail. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like she, mostly but it goes public deep, speaking. Well, it goes yeah, deeper like, than that. To just, I, think, and, I mean, anxiety, right? Which is what you're talking about in general, about a phobia. It's just... Yeah. like it, Yeah. So I, th- I think uh, the fear of failing is, is pretty prominent in today's society. I think there's a huge emphasis on like succeeding. Oh, uh, yeah. social media and stuff like that. So I think that that's a pretty common phobia. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's actually like kind of a root for a lot of anxiety for people just in general. Um, now, yeah, I guess the sphere of speaking in front of people mm-hmm. on top of that, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a phobia for right. sure. I mean, I think it's just the vulnerability and like the fact that, you know, uh, Especially if you have anxiety on top of that, mm-hmm. you're already going to be like, if I say something fucking stupid, like all these people are going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, the trick of seeing people in their underwear does not work. I have it, never tried that. It, have you tried that? No. I mean, let's be honest. I do not want to make a speech in front of people with just in their underwear because that would make me way more nervous. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Like, that's such a, a such a weird, like, tip to me. Just, like, ever since I heard that, I'm like, why that? Like, why why does that make it? It's, like, embarrassing them mm-hmm. or something. So, like, you shouldn't feel embarrassed. Yeah, because it's embarrassing that people would be in their underwear. But I also just feel like it would take that's me hard, some time though. to imagine that. But that would be just stand- distract <laughs> me from... Like, yeah, you got to get out there and you're standing on stage and they're like, all right, go. And you're just like... Lady in the left in the pink bra, bra. Oh my like, God, you know that's what I mean? so weird. Why yeah, did but like, you say it like well, that? Like, that's, like, that's okay, what you gotta do. Yeah, so, how I do you walk it. out and you just like see people and you're just like naked? Yeah. Everybody's I don't know. naked, I you just know? Feel so, like... yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I feel like you'd have to prepare when you once you get out there, but mm-hmm. then you're standing there looking like a weirdo. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, that's a pretty common one. I mean, I used to be really bad with public speaking too, mm-hmm. and I think and I think honestly, like that that kind of like just general phobia of kind of doing something that you're not comfortable with is is like pretty general across people. Like like anytime I want to go out and somebody's like, hey, you want to go play golf? You know. I'm not like that great at golf. So like they, they're pretty good. So like when I'm going up with them, I'm just kind of like going up to the tee box and I'm like, I'm kind of shaking, super nervous, sweating. Oh, really? oh yeah. Cause you're like, Oh my well, gosh. usually when you get a few drinks, that's why there's oh, drinking so is prominent. Cute. You're, you're chill after yeah. whatever you don't yeah. care. But like, especially the first tee box mm-hmm. is like right where the main lobby is and everybody just chills there and everybody watches people tee off. So anyway, the, it's kind of like, obviously I can still hit the ball, uh, but I mean, that's kind of like, I feel like when you go up to public speak, people being uh, confident in public speaking is not just like, it's not like a phobia. I don't think that you can go, I think the anxiety from from every day-to-day life trying to succeed uh, should be looked at, obviously, with therapy for anybody who's dealing with, you know, severe anxiety. Uh but I think just like public speaking is just like a skill, right? So like you have to like practice just like kind of talking mm-hmm. in front of people yeah. and like realizing that, you know, even if you say kind of something stupid, like people don't usually say anything, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because like and people like, don't want to confront recover. you. Like, yeah. And people know that it, you're It takes human. a lot, yeah. And so when you make a mistake, but if you can kind of laugh through it or just get through it they don't really remember that one part they don't re- like i think that a lot of people think that people in the audience will just latch on to every time you make a yeah. mistake and that they're gonna talk about it forever no, but you know like they might in the moment be like oh like she said this but then they just forget about it like if you do a really even if you don't do a really good job but they just won't yeah. remember they just won't remember that part yeah i mean i mean when i went to school like they make you do that the talking in front of the class presenting uh i mean it's easier when you're talking about something because you kind of just look at the wall and and just Mm -hmm. read off the wall right but uh, i mean with my work that really helped me because i have to there's meetings and you got like 30 people Mm -hmm. expecting to know something that nobody else knows but you so you gotta you know talk in front of the people and sound confident or else you're losing your job so you kind of have to learn but I think just like even even it's sort of kind of like exposure therapy. You could do like uh, just little things. I think honestly mm-hmm. that 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 make you kind of realize it's not that scary. I mean, I used to do this thing where I would go in like the grocery store and I would just like start singing a song or like just be loud kind of oh, in front of people. That's what you did. Yeah. Okay. So like I, I would kind of just like sing or like do a little rap or something like that just kind of to myself but then i'd do it kind of louder and then or i would just be like hey mom what's going on and just be like super loud and people would look yeah right but then you're kind of like people just look and they're like what the fuck's that and then they go back to whatever they're doing and you're kind of like nobody says anything there's no repercussions stuff like that so i think that just uh little exposures like that Mm. just kind of doing little kind of out of your comfort zone, uh, embarrassing things. Yeah. Just like kind of forcing yourself to do embarrassing mm-hmm. things and realizing that, you know, you're not going to die. Nobody's going to like sit there and point and laugh at you. You're right. Uh, and things just go on and then you wake up tomorrow and nothing, nothing changes anyways. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, 
it's kind of a weird thing nowadays, especially with social media. People don't talk like we were talking about that before, you know, uh, it's a little bit off topic, but, uh, just in Vancouver, people are on the train. Nobody talks, nobody talks to each other. Nobody talks at all. Everybody's just on their phone. And I mean, you know, even if it's just a normal person just being like, Hey, what's going on? You know, people are just like, Oh, who's this, who's this weirdo, you know? But, like, coming like to it. PEI, everybody talks, man. Oh, so everyone's nice. just, like, we're walking in the street, and everyone's like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And you, like, you get slanted for your pit bull? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so what? Yeah. You're talking to us? Like, yeah. you know, it's, we're so we're not used to it. But it is nice for people to be able to just know how to talk to each other. Yeah. But that's kind of off topic. But I just, I think, yeah, for uh, Regina, she can just, you know, do weird things. I think if you can... I think if you can do weird things in front of people you don't know um, and realize that, you know, it's okay and it's kind of funny because people look at you and then everything's okay, uh, you're going to be fine, public speaking. But at the same time, even like it might not even be, maybe it's not that, but it might also come from a place where you want, you're worried about not being liked. Like yeah, not, for sure. Just like you're scared that you're going to say something and people aren't going to like it or they're going to judge you for it and you want to protect yourself. Yeah, that's, fa- so, that's failure. So like you're sure. scared that maybe how you talk or your mannerisms or the things that you're talking about, maybe people will judge you for those things and then it, and it they just will. freaks you out. And yeah. that can also be a public speaking thing, right? Like you, yeah. you just aren't sure what your audience will relate to or whether or not what you say will be maybe you wrote something that's funny yeah and nobody laughs yeah and you feel i don't know really embarrassed about that no but that happens i mean comedians who are like the funniest in the world go out and they bomb oh, yeah. some nights too because just the crowd's not in it right. you know you don't have that you don't have that fire same thing mm-hmm. but i mean that's just that's just you know being vulnerable man i think and i think with social media that makes it uh way easier to like feel the hate because people are gonna hate man like, it doesn't yeah. matter what you do. Like, that's what, you know, Jesus had haters. Oh you know, you can oh always God. say that. It's the stupidest. You gotta pull out Jesus. Yeah, you got to pull out Jesus, you oh know. Oh, God. You know, but I'm yeah. not super religious. So, I mean, but, like, I'm just saying, like, that's just kind of a saying that, you know, he was just, he never did anything wrong and was just, like, you know, the most lovable person just helping people and healing people and, like, still people hated him. So it's like, you know, no matter what you do, yeah, what you say, mm-hmm. there's always somebody on the opposite side yeah. of the spectrum. So, you know what, if in today's society, you either have to deal with that kind of, or you just don't say anything at all and hide in the shadows, <laughs> hide behind your phone. You yeah. know what I mean? So we you want know Logan to be the therapist. That's it. Right. <laughs> come, come. I'm starting next week. We're doing live oh, sessions. Yeah. I mean, the anxiety of just not wanting to be judged. Like I can relate on that too. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a I real mean, thing. I, yeah. And I don't know, like it's, it's hard putting yourself out there and you want people to like you or not even even if it's not to like you, but just not judge you. Yeah. And you're just really worried about that. And so yeah. I understand wanting to protect yourself and yeah. being worried about what mm-hmm. you say. Yep. Um, so just don't judge. Don't be mean. And yeah. I don't yeah, know. we can all kind you of You got poke. this girl. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Take deep breaths. Surround yourself with positive people. They'll help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think we'll all kind of poke fun a little bit. But, uh, you know, we know it's a serious thing. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully you can overcome that. Okay. All, All right. right. Who we got so next? We got, Is it just us? Yeah. So we got through the friend ones. Okay. So now we're going to share our own phobia. Okay. Are you going? So like, so essentially, uh, Emily and I swapped. So I kind of told her mine and she told me hers. 
Let's just start with mine. Okay. Okay. So mine is chipophobia. And I think that it's gotten a lot more, not popular, but just a lot of people are aware of it now. But it's this, it's the fear. See, I don't know the full definition because I literally couldn't Google it, but <laughs> you say the definition. Yeah. Okay. So when I looked it up, uh, it said tripophobia, the fear or disgust of closely packed holes. That's it. Okay. Closely packed holes. Yes. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are going to know what I talk about. Like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, they know. Um, They've seen the pictures on Facebook yes. and stuff. And so, it's just, like, the fear of those tiny little clusters of holes. And again, like, when I talk to some people, they're confused. It's not, like, polka dots. Because in polka dots, there's no dimension to it, right? Yeah. It's just flat. It's, it's no one-dimensional. It's just a dot. But, yeah. It, yeah, so the holes have to have depth in them. And so... I don't know. I've talked to some people and a lot of people have obviously asked me, like, what is it about it that's so scary? And so I think that for some people, it might be the fear of something coming out of those holes. Um, I don't really know if it's that because I feel like if I, if I saw two images side by side and one had things kind of coming out of it and things that don't, a picture that doesn't, I don't think I would be more afraid of either. Okay. But also, like, maybe that doesn't even matter. Maybe I don't even need to physically see something coming out of it. Yeah, it's just the holes, right? It's just the holes themselves. so scary to see these tiny little holes that, like, you don't know where they go. I guess maybe that's why it's scary. I don't know. I don't know. And it's... And I also know that some people can look at these images and be grossed out by it. Yeah. Because... It's a gross thing to look at. Like some of the pictures are like of a hand and there's a million little yeah, holes in them. And yeah. so that's what I mean. Like those holes are so small. I know nothing's going to come out of those holes. So it's not that things are coming out of the holes, but it's just the image of the hole. Yeah. And so people can look at those photos and just say that they're gross because it's holes. But for me, the feeling isn't like, ugh, that's gross. It's like I feel this cold like wash over me and like my spine is tingling and it's terrifying like sometimes i want to cry thinking about it or like if i see it i just have this like overwhelming feeling of just like to cry and to quiver and i can't even be around it like it's a physical like i recoil as soon as you see yeah 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 so they uh i think the most popular thing that has this uh which i guess is become mainstream is the lotus seed pod oh god Um, so annoyed with this for some reason they've uh, chosen recently to add these to Christmas decorations. Just not even just Christmas ones. Yeah, okay, any... tell me if I'm wrong. Were these lotus... Lo, what is it? Lotus... Lotus, lotus seed pod. Okay, lotus seed pod. Yeah. Google, if you don't know what it is, Google it. If you're yeah. scared... Quickly if, close if you, it. If you have this phobia, don't Google it because you probably <laughs> already know what I'm talking yeah, you know. about. Because it's the pretty... It's the... It's the picture that people yeah. use to talk about this phobia. It's got the weird seed but, in it too. Tell me if I'm wrong. These things were not a part of decor items before. Never. They have suddenly become popular. And it doesn't matter if it's Christmas. Yeah, there's some I've in her seen, lobby. They, there are some in her lobby. And Logan has we turned them in, over yeah. for me yeah. so that I don't have to see them. But, yeah, what what's going on there? I don't really understand. I don't but, know. And why is it on a Christmas tree? So this yeah, is like, the incident. What is a lotus seed pod anyways? It's... Like, and why is it Christmassy? Why is it decor? It's not a good-looking plant anyways. It looks fucking <laughs> creepy, regardless if you're I scared of it anyways. Know. 
What is and, that? And stop. <laughs> Whoever's doing that, stop putting shit in there. Oh my God. Why are you getting <laughs> so angry? Calm down. It's stupid. Okay. So, so this incident is that we were putting together a Christmas tree and I didn't own this Christmas tree previously. It was Logan's and I had just moved into their place. We were having our first <laughs> Christmas. It was a tree yeah. we already had. I was, and I think, did you know that they were like, did we already know? I mean, I'd seen them before on there, but I didn't really think about it. Oh, okay. So because I know that we had cut them out, like I didn't, but they had. So I thought that all of them had been cut out. But you know, sometimes they're nestled in branches. (laughs) So what happened was I ended up picking up a piece and I couldn't see it because it was on the other side. But Logan saw it and like he told me that it was on the branch and I screamed (laughs) and I flung it. It's just like, it's a physical, like, I can't be close. And that's the thing, it's irrational. It's not going to attack me. And you haven't even seen it. This lotus, this plastic lotus pot, it's not going to come flying at me. But yes, it's just an irrational fear of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was pretty wild. You were just screaming, screaming, screaming. And I think, (laughs) no, there was one on the bottom. It was like the top of the tree. And we're like, oh my God, there, there's one around that side. Because we pulled out the bottom first and you're like, oh my God, cut those off. Yeah. So we cut it off and then you were holding it. And then there was one on the front, like near you. And that's when you threw it. Because I was like, there's one and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, cut it off. And you were like prancing around, jumping around, <laughs> doing high knees. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, we like, and then there was one like on the front too. And then that's when you threw it. You're like, get that shit out of here. Yeah. But so... Yeah. But yeah, so, I, hey, I have a little bit of uh, information. This might trigger you. Oh, God. Not like the fear, but I'm just okay. saying. So so the phobia itself is not officially recognized. <gasps> Are you serious? <laughs> serious, How yeah. How dare they? Yeah, so apparently what? out of the available research, uh, it is split between, uh, I'm guessing it's scientists, on whether or not it should be considered an actual official What are phobia. you talking about? This thing destroys <laughs> my soul. These scientists are gonna they're gonna sit there and tell me that this is not a phobia? Yeah, so Oh my god, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. What are you are you serious? I actually yeah, so, didn't know that. Yeah, so so I looked it up when I looked up the How uh, phobia. dare you tell me that my phobia is not valid? It's not real, essentially, is what they're saying. Well no, there's there's there is, there is scientists that say it's a real phobia. Okay. I th- but there's also just as many that What's say it's not. What's the argument that it's not? Is there an argument? I want to hear it. Uh, I, I don't actually oh, have that. You're going to have to look that up Because there is no after. argument. There so, is no reason that this shouldn't be a phobia. Yeah, I don't know. The, the kind of the information I read was they were trying to figure out the origin of like what causes this. Uh, disgust because a lot of people are just disgusted by it. It's not really an uh, actual phobia, so I think that's that's kind of where they're at. Okay. But oh god! All right. all right. So are we moving on to me? Yeah. Okay. It's let's your do turn. It. Oh god. So do you want me to? You have? Do you have? No, official... I can say. It. I gotta say it first. I, okay. I kind of have it. So first of all, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a little fear. It's actually yeah, like a phobia of sharks, uh, but. That being said, I do love Shark Week. I do love watching sharks. Uh, it makes me feel like I have to pee as soon as I see a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, yeah. And, and, and I know exactly. However, if I'm in the ocean, I'm terrified. I went paragliding in Mexico one time, mm-hmm. and uh, they weren't going fast enough, and we fell, like, all oh. the way max, like, length 
far away from the boat instead yeah. of like my parents went right before and they like pulled them in in the air right onto the dock right. and then me and my buddy uh we chase we uh we were going and then they just stopped and we went right into the water and it was like that dark blue water where oh. it's like deep you can see it's deep yeah and like holy hell i was actually freaking out for reals but uh, yeah, that's my terrifying. But I can I can actually single this down to to an event that started oh. it. Um, back in the day, I used to play Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> I'm sure y'all y'all millennials, some of y'all, not the younger Which ones. Which one is that one? Ninten- <laughs> so not this millennial, <laughs> uh, but other ones. Yeah, so that was Nintendo sixty four. It had like three prongs. Uh, it had an A B button. It was like green and red three prongs like the console like the no, like the the remote so like you look at xbox 360 it got like two handles they had three handles on the n64 oh. one and the middle one was like the longest it was a little weird oh but anyways like you didn't really use the left handle you use like the middle one and the right one because for the joystick okay, was right I in the middle anyways never played with that you never did they usually had it at uh, mcdonald's back in the day you know what's so <laughs> weird I, okay no i don't know anyways I just, what? I, I don't even know. I don't even remember them being in McDonald's. Uh, maybe you didn't have it but in the anyways, city. Yeah. It was Surrey, so it probably got <laughs> stolen. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. My town was tiny, so, you know, it was there. Anyways, uh, yeah, so there was this game called Banjo-Kazooie. Y'all probably played it. It was ill. Anyways, I think it was that one. But, like, there's a part where you're kind of on the ocean. You're kind of on the sand. And if you swim out too far, it's like, dun and it's like warning you like you're getting too far right when you go too far off the map so instead of like just having a wall and being like sorry too far turn around they're like literally a shark comes out of nowhere (gasps) and like fucking eats you oh no yeah so like i used to be swimming around (laughs) looking for stuff and like i would hear that and i'm not kidding i was like a kid like you know yeah i was like maybe five or six Mm -hmm. and like as soon as I heard that, it would be scary to me because, like, the shark would come up and eat me, and I would just, and it would, like, come fast. Like, the music would play for a bit before it came. Oh, so you like knew. There was almost. a warning, babe. Kind of, but you I would, like, sometimes it. you swim out really far and it happens, and you try to get back in time. Oh. And, like, yeah, anyways. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be intense. <sighs> it was really bad. And then it kind of just spiraled from that, and I just hated playing underwater levels on games, and then it kind of transferred to real life, and here I go. Uh, still 25 scared of sharks okay and terrified. would you ever do would you ever do exposure therapy for that mm, no i mean we're on the atlantic ocean now so like maybe but ugh, i don't know I, I don't think it's worth it i'd be terrified okay All but right. anyways my like real phobia that's like super weird mm-hmm. is is i believe correct, correct me if i'm wrong it's called xylophobia yes it is okay. yes it is so that's a very you can okay tell them what tell them what the definition of it is and then i'll tell you what my branch is okay so first of all just because you said that mine wasn't a real phobia, I don't know if this is a real one, but if it is and mine isn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're Xyla- having a podcast okay. part two. Xylophobia is the fear of wooden objects or forests. And so there's a, like a pretty big range in this one, I would say, from, yeah. people, from people being afraid of the woods. Like they wouldn't be able to go into a forest, for example, or they don't like things that are made of wood or or feel like wood or and sometimes it's the texture or the smell or like i'm trying to like was i was trying to figure out triggers yes yeah. essentially and there's not a lot of research on it 
doctors say like it's probably genes and environment so maybe gene is like not the gene of being scared of wood but anxiety or something okay but and then environment just being like whatever happens to you right so in general it's pretty much the same as any other type of phobia just something might happen but logan's specifically he's not scared of forests no, so, yeah, I mean, that would be a bit weird. And he's not cause... scared of, like, wooden things. No, so... But what I'm... are you scared of? Popsicle sticks in my mouth. Popsicle sticks in my mouth. And, and, it's... and again, it's not the popsicle stick, like, the, the sight of it. It's... Uh, I mean, I don't like popsicle sticks in general. Oh. Um, now, it's not something that's always happened because you use them in school, but uh, for building stuff. But just, like, when I see a play... Oh, it's going to be... Hold on. Oh my see, goodness. See <laughs> this might be hard for him to get yeah, through. Yeah, so like so like with you, you have to see something to get triggered, but like Oh so mm-hmm. with me, mm-hmm. uh uh essentially it's in my mouth. Like it in my mouth. Like I'm I'm sure there's people out there with it, but like also napkins. I think it it's, Okay, no it's, no no, don't don't go to napkins oh, you have, just yet. You have something on that? No, I'm just saying talk more about the possible. Okay, well I mean they're kinda it's kinda similar things. So like essentially uh I have this weird thing where I don't know, just like this, this, the wood, like, so when you eat a popsicle, I can eat a popsicle with a wood stick. I have cyclones in the freezer right now. I'm going to destroy one tonight. But <laughs> when I get down to the bit, I can't finish the popsicle all the way because I would have to scrape the wood with my teeth. And, <sighs> but do you, can't you just like, can't you just put your lips on it and like listen, eat it that way? Listen, I have this thing. I can't have too much dry shit in my mouth okay uh, see i have something on that okay but just hold on okay. we'll get back to it but like i'm trying to just get through this power through it right now okay uh essentially you you what happened back in the day was like i would scrape at my teeth and it didn't bother me at first but then but then you can like like when you have a when you have a popsicle you gotta like suck it like you, it's got juice on the stick yeah right? right 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 so you'd suck it but like when you suck on a popsicle stick it's 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 like porous so it doesn't like it's not like a solid thing so like when i lick a knife or when i like <laughs> off a spoon like clear Just something a off lick a spoon. A knife, babe. no like when why you, would you no, ever not lick like a, a knife, knife like a butter knife sorry <laughs> oh, okay. like when you're like say probably a spoon's better but okay, like when you right, when yeah. you do batter and you like spoon off it's mm. like it's like just metal but like there was this thing that happened like i would go and it almost air comes through it and it makes it like really like dry. I don't know. I can't even explain it. Okay. And also just on your teeth where it just, it just like the thought of it like sends like shivers down my whole body and just like <sighs> makes me gag. I wish you guys could see him right now, but he's physically struggling. Yeah, that's And it's... so like if you hear me interject, <laughs> it's because he's struggling so hard. I feel like I need to like push it along a little bit yeah so sorry it's i know it's not entertaining to probably hear me but like if you saw me it'd probably be pretty entertaining i mean i'm having a good time yeah so it's yeah i don't know what it is but go with the dryness thing because no, i'm interested I, I was on that. gonna actually ask you like okay. it, so like with the popsicle stick like does the taste have anything to do with it no. because no like because you know the Nothing. popsicle sticks like kind of have like that it's like i like so sorry i like to uh chew on on uh on like uh, one of those toothpicks, yeah. So you can do that. Yeah, I can chew on can a toothpick. Can you suck on a toothpick? No. Oh, so it's a sucking. But like a toothpick. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, it's okay. the second. No, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so okay. Like, I don't know what it is, but like the toothpick's tiny. So like, what, but when I get a toothpick, so don't get it twisted. When I get a toothpick in my mouth, I destroy it with my teeth instantly till it's almost like fibers. Till it's Are like stringy. Serious? Because because then it's not like, then it's like, it's oh, not like... Because you don't want to feel it with your teeth? I don't want to like feel the full wood toothpick. Okay. I need to like almost like destroy it like man out till it's almost like stringy. Yeah. Because then it's not the same. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, that's it. So, okay. So anyways, I think that like Logan's fear of the popsicle stick, it has to do with this other like phobia that I found called zero phobia, which is, it's, it's the fear of dryness. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about this one because okay. I feel like he physically I can't. cannot I don't even get know through what, this. Yeah. And I you don't might even know what hear him say. groaning in the background. Yeah, I'm going to hold the mic away. <laughs> no, hold it kind of close. At least you're okay. there. I want like it, it, I don't want this to just be like me talking. Okay, let's go. But it's the general fear of dryness. And so for some people, it could be dryness, like their skin being dry. So they use a lot of moisturizer or their lips being dry. So lip mm. balm. And so I was asking Logan and he does say like he hates the feeling of his mouth being dry. Yeah. So he will consume a lot of fluids in the day, regardless of if he's thirsty or not, because he doesn't want his mouth to be dry. Yep. And so that makes a lot of sense with like the popsicle stick because it's in your mouth, right? Like, it's not the sight of it or anything. You could see it, but it's a, it's it's because it's in your mouth and it creates a dryness in your mouth and that's what you can't stand. Yeah. Okay. So, another thing other than popsicle sticks that Logan hates, and this one is, it arguably might be worse <laughs> than the popsicle stick because the popsicle okay. stick, like, you've kind of, like, found ways to go about it, right? Like, yep. to get the popsicle off the stick without yeah, having yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use my teeth. So, what he also hates is if you put a dry piece of paper towel in your mouth and like slide it across your tooth so that your tooth like <laughs> Oh rubs. my god. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that. What are you, that is like the what, worst what thing you, you could do. How could I not talk about it? That is literally oh. like, okay, see, good thing I'm talking about it. It's a phobia. I'm that triggering you up, right man. now. Anyways, yeah. Like, so if you can imagine it, like if you put paper towel in your mouth and you like grinded your teeth and just like it might be the is it the sound too of like a squeak like i'm not even kidding actually paper towel like like (laughs) kleenex even just like on my dry hand like just like like touching it in general makes me cringe too really yeah the only time i can we're finding out more and more yeah like you didn't even know this but like i try to tough it through because like we use kleenex but like usually i'll use kleenex as long as my fingers are like covered in shit and wet Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm eating and okay. I got ribs or something in my fingers, so I can use I a Kleenex, you but, like... So, if Kleenex, are you, like, a little uncomfortable by that? I usually get it off pretty quick, so I don't have to, like, feel wow, it in my hands. Wow, I didn't actually but, yeah, know that. It's, 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 like, those real cheap ones that come in, like... Like, the Kleenex is not bad, but, like, the napkins. Like, napkins are the worst. Like, oh. those little square ones, because they're real dry and kind of yeah, coarse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brown like, ones? Ugh. Or not even the brown ones. Not even the brown ones. ones. Like those ones that you just pull out like at, yeah, at okay. restaurants, yeah, you know? Okay. Yeah. Little chintzy ones. But yeah. Well, what, like, about like a, what about an actual towel? Like what about a dry towel? No, it's fine. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's so, it's yeah. mostly just it's mostly just napkins and I mean, paper. what in my mouth. Like paper towel is also made from trees. So yeah. It's, I still don't sticks. love it. Like I still don't love anything. Like I don't like touching anything that's what? dry. Oh. Really? Like, That's dry. Like, like your pants. Like, like, no, it's fine. I just mean sorry. 
I just mean mostly the paper stuff. Okay. That's to do. That's what I mean. It's a bit of both because it's like paper is it also in the wood thing. It definitely is a bit of. It is a bit of both because I'm seeing like it's not like just everything that's dry. Yeah. It's mostly things that have to kind of. I mean, do with I can do it. Wood. Like I can grab paper and stuff like that, yeah. and wood doesn't matter. Like it, it does make me feel weird when my hands are kind of dry and then yeah. the paper is like dry, but like whatever i can deal with it but like the in like me putting a piece of paper towel in my mouth or like something like that just like when it like absorbs your saliva and just like yeah and then rubbing it against your teeth like people who get like lipstick on their teeth mm -hmm. i'm like please oh, i'd rather you have lipstick on your teeth and wipe it off it's weird that's the thing it's not about it's not about whether or not it's dry like on his tongue it's like the feeling of it even on his teeth like you can't yeah, handle no. it on his teeth and that's my lips, very definitely. interesting I, yeah. I've never and it's not even just me like, like it's like watching you do it too makes me cringe okay yeah so i guess that's the that's the end of like that topic yeah you want to do the hat thing now yeah i don't have the hat oh. i totally forgot it ill prepared all right all right welcome back now we're going to be doing our uh draw topic out of the hat and we'll just do a little quick conversation about it do you want to pick this time yeah i'll pick it up you okay, shake it i'll shake it all right give it a shake Oh, you're just wrong. Okay. Okay. Okay, right, let me pick go. here. Let me reach in. Okay. Oh, this one looks good. It's flimsy, that fucking hat. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's see what we got. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Okay. Okay. This one is cats <laughs> versus dogs. Which do you prefer? Oh, my gosh. This I one, I know you're going to struggle with that. I can't believe I wrote that. Okay. That is quite. That's quite juicy. Oh okay. my gosh. Let's okay. go with you. Okay, we're gonna. We're oh gonna, my god. We're not. It's. We're not gonna get no fucking. Oh well, maybe a bit of both. You're gonna pick which one's better, cats or dogs. It's cats. And what? Really? It's cats. For you, you like it, cats better than dogs? Listen, like, that's the thing. You didn't want me to be flimsy with my. Yeah. Like, okay, but I just always thought you were a dog I person. I love dogs. I love dogs with all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> cats, killing you. cats just have this like just a little special place yeah in my heart and i yeah. don't i don't even really know where it came from because i always grew up only wanting dogs and not cats yeah. and your mom hates cats oh my mom so is i'm surprised petrified she, hasn't, she hasn't poisoned your brain oh my goodness well she might have a little bit like i didn't like cats again like when oh, i was okay. growing up and i think that in a lot of shows and stuff, they portray cats, especially black cats, yeah. as like evil, non-loving beings. So I was always just kind of like, oh, like they'll scratch me and yeah. bite me and they don't even want to be loved. And they're just, they eat mice and they're whatever. But then, I, I don't know. I mean, I got, I got, I got around to cats and I love cats. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I love cats. Oh, it's, so we had the same answer. Yeah. I mean, you should know. But, like, this, it's not even a contest. I'm sorry. I love dogs, like, you know, but some dogs are just so fucking annoying. Some dogs, and they're not yeah. cute, some of them. But, like, how can you hate cats? No, but listen, here, here's my thing. I, I, I can say this because I love cats more. Yeah. Cats are also terrifying. Like, I, I work at a small animal clinic, and we yeah. deal with a lot of cats. And, yeah, I, cats can be very loving towards their owners. But I would say 
cats are generally much sketchier at yeah. the clinic because one they're not really used to being outside they're not like dogs they don't just wander outside i mean there are cats that do do that but a lot of the times they come in a carrier and they're kind of freaked out and then you have to take them out of the carrier and it's stressful and you have to handle them and they they're just a little more sensitive to our touch than dogs are so with that being said they can turn and when yeah. a cat turns it's terrifying like yeah that's true the, the scratching the shrieking the biting and like you never want to be bitten by a cat <laughs> yeah it hurts well yeah and you're much more prone to infection if you get yeah. bitten by a cat than a dog and it just so yeah i can see why people yeah that's don't fair. really I like mean, cats plus like Plus, like, we've all encountered that asshole cat. Right. That's just, like, the devil for no reason, When you're, even mm-hmm. though you're nice to it. Yeah. I mean, dog, and the thing with cats, too, is that they're kind of, like, you don't know, right? Like, a dog, usually you come up and it's, like, nine times out of ten, it's, like, rah, 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 like mm-hmm. barking at you. Cats can straight up just be sitting there and you, like, go to pet it and it just attacks you. Yeah. Like, you know, that, and it's, I mean, isn't that the joke, though? Like, with people with cats, like, cats own us. We don't own cats. Yeah. Like, cats are their own owner. Like, you know, yeah. we just clean up for them. We're and their we slaves. Just, yeah. But you know what? Weirdly, we, we have pretty good cats. Like, they come when they're called most of the time. And they just love... I mean, our cats are phenomenal. Yeah. We love them very I've much. had a shitty cat, though, before. You did? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. you were telling me. Yeah, but let's just... I'm, I'm just going to say this little thing. Uh, I feel really bad about that cat. Like, usually <laughs> I would just say murderous and, and, and evil cats are like, like fuck you for being so mean because yeah. most of the time people are nice we're nice but this cat was just always so mean uh and then she was like eight or nine and my dad was coming home and he parked his truck whatever closed the garage door and she tried to sneak under the garage door okay and the sensors are obviously like a foot up so she tried to sneak under but her just her head got under <gasps> so like her head was trapped underneath the garage door and nobody went back out like obviously we didn't go back out so like my dad went out like three hours later after coming home and still her head was trapped underneath the garage door um yeah it wasn't good i mean (laughs) oh my god she she was like like kind of moping around and dizzy and obviously like you know probably no oxygen the cat used probably eight of its lives but it was alive still after that and weirdly enough the cat was a lot nicer after. Oh, and my <laughs> goodness. Oh, my goodness. The cat, he, he like, a, a maybe appreciated life or something like oh that. I don't know what God. happened. But he had a terrible time. She, it was a she. Her name was Zoe. Uh, but, yeah, she was, she was like a devil cat, too. And uh, But she got good after she got, you know, oh this dramatic God. event. I, didn't, I don't want her to ever go through that again. Or I would never, you know, put any cat through that. But. Yeah. For some reason that just happened. She was like a super nice cat afterwards. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> but no, are... no, no, no. Listen. Okay. There was this resort in Mexico yeah, she we went go. to. They had so many cats. And some of these cats were callers. Like, I'm sure they were all accounted for. Like, the resort even had all these signs that they were feeding these cats. Like, these were like stray cats that they were just been feeding and they yeah. let live among the resort. And. <sighs> I tried to name all of them. I tried to pet all of them. Obviously, like, some of them looked a little sketchy. I wasn't about to get a disease <laughs> yeah. from them biting me. So I yeah, wasn't going to push it. it. But you can tell sometimes when a cat is just yeah. lounging. They, they want, want you it. to pet it. They and who you. am I to deny them of that? Yeah, right. So. 
Yes, cats, definitely. Yeah, you got everyone that would let you. You tried everyone. <laughs> Logan didn't, though. I was not about it. No. Like, I don't, I don't know what cats can carry where you can get disease. I was straight yeah, up but... like, I ain't finna do it. I, I even told you, like, off the hop. Like, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But and I'm you just fine. caved. You just had to. I mean, you got a weird Sanitize rash. Sanitize your hand a you little bit. You did get a weird oh rash. Oh, my God. That rash. Okay. Anyways, really... we're not going to talk about that. Viaderm. <laughs> saved it. Anyways. Also, Viaderm is a cream for our dogs and cats. Yeah, it's for the animals. But we've used it on ourselves. It's it's Yeah, it's a magic cream. It does work. It's yeah. got like steroids in it or something. Oh, yeah. 100%. Anyway. Well, that's what makes it work. Yeah. But, yeah. Magic cream. Magic <laughs> sponsor us yeah. Yeah, okay. oh my gosh anyways right. so that's it i think that's it for our episode yeah but do you want to do a food for thought oh yeah we should definitely do one what you got i have it all written down here yeah we got so a our food for thought guys something that we want you guys to think about dm us give us a, your thoughts and we'll add it into the next episode but you know what let's do you want to do peppies sure let's do peppies you didn't sound so like confident about it. Well, that. I don't know what the other ones are. I'm just, you know. Anyways, yeah, we'll do pet peeves. We're gonna do it. Pet peeves? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. Yeah. Let us know if you if you guys have any pet peeves. If you guys have always had those pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> what you do to people when they trigger those pet peeves? Yeah. Do you strangle them? Do you uh, <laughs> ghost them? Do you yell at them? Let's yeah. hear. Do you have a lot of pet peeves? If you're just thinking off the top of your head. Oh. Yeah, I got a lot of pet oh. peeves. I mean, I've already been screaming at people on this thing, already angry about uh, lotus pods. But that's not a pet peeve. Well, it's some sort of yeah, kind of. No, like a pet. Do you... Okay. Anyways, we'll leave this. We'll leave. <laughs> we'll leave this for the next episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, listen to us on Apple, on Spotify, and if you are on Apple, please give us a rating and a review. Yeah. Thank See you, you next so week, y'all. Bye. Later.